We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Krzyzewski takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Show, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, J.D. Silva, and I'm joined tonight by Jacob Niffin. Jacob, how's it going? What's up? I had a blast watching basketball tonight. Had a bl- Actually, the best part of tonight's game was when I got a uh, small pizza just to myself <laughs> before the game started. I had uh, breakfast food for dinner, and it was great. I had some scrambled awesome. eggs. I had some sausage. I had some mm-hmm. bacon. Sausage and, links or patties? Oh, patties. Nice. I'm a patties kind of guy. Yeah. And some uh, some waffles. Mm. Love a wa- love a you a waffle or a pancake guy? Oh, wa- waffles, 100. percent All right, I think I'm with you. There. Throw some protein powder in there. Oh, good to go. I've some vanilla protein powder. Oh, dude, so good. That sounds so good. good. Well, Jacob, the uh, the trend of debilitating losses when I'm on a post game <laughs> continued tonight. Uh, maybe I'm the tank commander. What do you think about that? I think you are. I think you are. Um, uh, every time you host a post game, the Thunder get the break speed off of them. Yep. Start started with the uh, what was it a seventy six point loss something like that. Started yes. seventy three. Started with that one. Uh, yeah, I forget who we played last time, but it was also very depressing. And then now we have tonight, of course. Uh, so going off of that tonight, San Antonio in San Antonio, OKC lost to the Spurs one eighteen to ninety six. Uh, honestly, a rough game, uh, rough game all around. Uh, Thunder shot 25% from three uh, and 38% from the field overall. Uh, Jacob, what are what are some, some first impressions you have from, from tonight's game? Um, some nights the offense isn't there, mm-hmm. and some nights the defense isn't there. And tonight it was both of those things. Um, the Thunder looked sluggish. They looked bad. Uh, I mean, when you look at the starters... Aaron Wiggins, 8 of 11. I'm sure we'll talk about him. Mm-hmm. But besides him, Shea, 5 of 21. Giddy, 4 of 16. Dort, 4 of 13. JRE, 1 of 4. Um, I mean, just the, the the starters, just absolutely horrible. Um, and I, I thought San Antonio was ready for everything that OKC came with. I mean, Shea had absolutely zero driving lane. Um, Jakob Pertle. 
uh, low key, kind of like a really good defensive center, just yeah, shut down good. the interior for Oklahoma City. And then the Thunder couldn't hit any outside shots. And um, on the other end, the Spurs just ran a well oiled machine, and DeJounte Murray was the best player on the court. Yeah, the Spurs uh, were actually two and uh, I believe two and 10 uh, in 2022. So they really, really, really wanted their third win. Uh, of the year and a team coached by uh, Greg Popovich is not going to let that, that streak keep going. And tonight it just looked like the, the Thunder looked like a sleepy team. It was a sleepy game to watch. And the Spurs with the total opposite, uh, they came out and dominated. Uh, Yaka Pertle had four blocks. One of them, uh, I believe was on Darius Baisley, just sending him to oblivion. Yeah. Send, um, send him to the shadow realm. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help when, you know, Doug McDermott goes six of nine from three. Mm-hmm. Um, Keldon Johnson, three of five from three. Devin Vassell, four of five from three. Um, the, DeJounte Murray was awesome. Yeah, DeJounte Murray was awesome. I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit more. But the Spurs shoot 37.5% from three and 49% from the field, score 118 points. The Thunder just couldn't flip the switch off. No. I mean, they, they could not stop what the Spurs wanted to do. Uh, And I thought it was really punctuated by a DeJounte Murray disgusting between the legs pass on a pick and roll to Yaka Pirtle for a dunk. I believe it was Yaka Pirtle who dunked it. I think it was, yeah. And uh, that'll be on a lot of top 10 plays of the night list. Yes. uh, Just not a good night for Oklahoma City. Um, I guess let's start with the offense, Silva. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned it earlier, but. The Spurs just sniffed out everything. They apparently watched a lot of film on Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, they doubled him as soon as he started to drive every time, tried to um, get to him on that spin move um, and just crowded the paint. Didn't not let him get any shots up close. Um, he didn't have any room to finish. Shea's an incredibly crafty finisher. Just didn't have any room to try to finish. Didn't have any room for that floater. Uh, and so he resorted to like trying to kick out to shooters and guys just didn't hit shots. No, whenever, whenever you talked about this season for Shea kind of coming in and how he might struggle being like the only potent offensive option the Thunder have, uh, tonight is kind of the night you would envision in a worst case scenario that uh, every, every good option that he normally has just totally cut off. There were no, there were no step back threes. Shea's been driving a ton. Uh, that wasn't there for him tonight because of the Spurs, like surprisingly good rim defense. Um, like you said, he was five of 20. He only took four threes tonight. Oh, it didn't make a single one. He hasn't been taking many threes recently. No, just driving nonstop. And it didn't work. Didn't work. Five of 21 uh, from the field for Shea. Uh, one of one of the good, one of the positives tonight for the Thunder, uh, Aaron Wiggins, who was the leading scorer with 19 points, uh, finished seven of eight. Uh, and he played uh, 35 minutes So. Aaron Wiggins led the team in points and minutes tonight. Uh, what what are you seeing from Aaron Wiggins at this point? Do you do you expect this to continue from him? Do you think he's a guy that's going to stick around beyond this season, beyond the season after? It's so hard to say. I I love what I've seen. Okay, let's preface with that. I don't want people to think I'm hating on Aaron Wiggins by any means. I love what I've seen. Uh, I think he plays really hard. I think he's a good defender. I think he's a great off ball offensive player. I love the way he cuts off the ball. I love the way he'll catch a pass and and put the ball on the deck for like one dribble and get to the hoop. Um, but it's just, it's so hard to evaluate, even though it feels like we've been watching him for a while now. It's such a small sample size. I think back to what we were saying about Teo Maladon at this point last season, right? Mm-hmm. I It's so hard for me to make a judgment call because we really don't know until next season. Wait till next season when he's on scouting reports, uh, when he's had a full off season to... Uh, hone his craft and try to get better at at certain deficiencies in his game. 
and let's see where he's at. The initial signs are very good, but it's so hard to make a long-term prognosis of how he's playing. Uh, just be, I mean, this team isn't good. No. Um, I mean, he's starting and he's playing well for the most part, which is nice. It's just, it's so hard to, to make a ruling. I'm, I'm going to give him the season and kind of see what happens. I am interested. The Thunder opened up a roster spot. Uh, they're only at 14 players on roster. They can uh, sign somebody to that spot. I'm interested if after the trade deadline, uh, if that spot is still open, if Aaron will get that spot and get the what I call the Lou Dort special, that uh, that three-year non-guaranteed deal that guys like Lou Dort, Deontay Burton, uh, et cetera, Tony, uh, not Tony Bradley, um, Moses Brown, uh, mm-hmm. folks like that got. I think he has earned that, or at least I, I think he's on his way to earning that that kind of spot for this team. Um, I definitely don't think a guy like uh, PJ Watson is that what his name is PJ Watson. PJ? I don't know if it's PJ, but his last name is Watson. Paul Watson. Sure. Paul Watson. There you Junior. go. Junior. Good God. Uh, <laughs> late night. Late night, folks. Um, th- there really weren't many positives tonight on offense beyond Aaron Wiggins. I kind of I, I wish Trey Mann would have gotten more minutes tonight. He only got sixteen. Uh, four of those were in total garbage time. Uh, he came out and hit like a three. He had a, a stretch of, I think, eight minutes where he scored his only seven points of the night. Uh, one of them was like a step back um, in the middle of the lane. One of them, I think, was a catch and shoot three. Just one of the only guys that was showing juice offensively tonight. So I wish he would have stayed out there longer. I don't know. Don't know why he didn't. Uh, Ty Jerome got 22 minutes tonight and, you know, he had a decent game. He was two of six from three, but he scored 10 points. Um do you like what you saw, what you saw from uh, limited minutes in Trey Man? Yeah, I always love what we see from Trey Man. One of three from three. He hasn't been super efficient from three, but we know he can shoot it. He he's just instant offense. I think it's going to take him time, and I think they're being very very strict with his playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime he slips up, they're pulling him. There, it, it's very much a conditioning type of thing. Not conditioning as far as like your physical conditioning, but mental conditioning. You mess up, you're out. You mm-hmm. mess up, you're out. You mess up, you're out. And he starts to learn. Uh, and so he stays sharper defensively for longer. I think that's kind of what they're doing with him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love Trey Mann minutes. Um, it's really hard to find any positives to take from this game. So Trey Mann is probably uh, probably one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mike Muscala played very sparingly. Uh, Mamadi Diakite uh, is fine. Three fouls in three minutes. That's pretty yeah. tough. Um. <laughs> Not a ton. The tank, the tank standings look better. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to tank standings, I, sure. I feel like we need to say something about Darius Baisley. Mm. I, I think people got sucked back in over another yeah. five game stretch, mm. uh, culminating with that 17 point game against who was that against? Was that, it wasn't against Dallas. Who's the game before that Denver? I think so. He had that 17 point game and played crazy efficiently off the bench and looked really good. Yeah. And then it's back to same old base. Um, yep. Didn't we talk starting? About, we talk about him a lot. I just I don't think he's long for this team. Uh, you've got three first round picks coming this summer. You've got after that you have nine more first round picks coming the next two drafts. You got to rotate guys out and give other guys an opportunity to step up. And Baisley's had three years. He's not progressed at all. Uh, the decision making is just putrid. Um, like we mentioned today, like he 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 just tries stuff that's really dumb and it doesn't work. Uh, his continued long leash surprises me. Um, 
And I think people like, like, like I said, I think people got sucked back in after four or five nice Baisley games. Um, it's uh, it's like that Star Wars thing. That's a trap. Yeah, it's a total you, trap you, because you he can't had that trust nice, it. He had that nice move at the very end of the game. He went like reverse baseline after after crossing over. And it's like, oh, that'd be cool if he could do that more often. But uh, yeah, but that's that's in a game that they're down 25 in the final minutes and the other time. team doesn't really care. You know, no, they don't care. Um, I tweeted. And so it's he, really he, hard to. Yeah, I, t- I tweeted that he uh, got sent to uh, Vormir from the <laughs> Avengers Endgame where the Red Skull is. He's going to be stuck there for a while after uh, getting blocked by Jakob Pertl. Um, I love it. That was kind of gratifying to see, to be honest. I'll base. Uh, do you want to talk about tank standings, tank standings for a minute? I do. The Thunder are now 14 and 30. Uh, still one game up on Houston. Uh, I was hoping uh, tonight Mo Bamba was going off. Had 27 points in like the first half, I think. So I was hoping they could steal a win. And move up one game there, but uh, yeah, we're still one game ahead. Houston, uh, of Houston, they're thirteen and thirty-two. Oklahoma City's fourteen at thirty. Yeah, uh, the Orlando thing, I think that ship has sailed. They're not going to catch yeah. Orlando. No. Um, so Houston, thirteen and thirty-two. So Houston's only one game be- behind as far as wins are concerned, but have two more losses. Uh, only thing good going for OKC right now is Houston and. We'll kind of keep an eye on this, but with three minutes left in the game, Houston is up five on Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. A win tonight for Houston would put them tied with the Thunder in the win column. Uh, they would both have 14 wins. Houston would just have two more losses. Um, Silva, I'm starting to get scared about the Indiana Pacers. Me too. And I know we play them pretty soon. We play them on the 28th. Yeah, that's a I'm game you need to lose. Them. I don't Desperately understand. Need to lose. I don't get how they are that bad. They had a they had a ter- they have a lot of talent on that team. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they had a terrible coach, uh, by all regards last season, and they were better than this. And now they have Rick Carlisle, who's like widely regarded as a good coach, and they're terrible. One and nine in the last ten. I don't get pretty it. pretty awful. Uh, as we talk, the Clippers are also playing the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think the Clippers are up twelve at half. Yeah. Um, Denver needs to pull their head out of their ass and win that one. They can't <laughs> lose twice to the to the lowly Clippers with everybody out. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on a show since it happened, but uh, word has come out that the Clippers are going to rest PG for quote a few more weeks, uh, not a couple. Not a week, but a few, mm-hmm. uh, which makes me feel pretty confident that Paul George will be out through the All Star break. Yep. Um, the Clippers, I think their next six or seven games are on the road. Um, this is a chance for, hopefully, for that that pick to really start climbing those standings. Uh, that the Clippers are basically neck and neck with the Lakers, um, and with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Portland is kind of creeping up there, but they're still a ways back, um, about four wins behind. Uh, although they haven't been playing well, they're five and five in their last 10. Clippers yeah. are four and six in their last 10. Uh, Thunder got to hope the, the Clippers really struggle on this road trip uh, if you want a chance for that Clippers pick to be in the lottery. What do you think the chances are that you know, uh, PG rests through the all-star break, the Clippers lose like a ton of games, it's looking harder and harder that the it's looking less and less likely that the Clippers make the play in or make the playoffs. What do you think the chances are that they just say, all right, PG, you can just rest. I think they would have to be pretty far out of reach of the play in. And I just mm-hmm. don't see that happening with Minnesota and uh, the Lakers playing as they are. I think that's going to keep that, that pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that that happens. Um, but 
I mean, it's hard for San Antonio and Sacramento to to win that many games and climb back up in there. So we'll see. Yeah. But um, I mean, even if they're in the play in and end up uh, hopefully losing the play in and that pick ends up with like the 12th best odds, that's still a great, great. sign for Oklahoma City. Yeah, better than nothing. For sure. Uh, so keep an eye out on that game, uh, January 28th against the Indiana Pacers. That's a huge one. We play the Blazers right after that on the 31st. Uh, other big ones, let's see, play the Kings, which the Kings, by all regards, are are trying to, everything I've read in The Athletic, they're trying to make a trade. They're trying to be buyers at the deadline. Apparently, they don't want to break up their backcourt, though, is what the most recent thing I saw. But, that seems like posturing to me. They're yep. going to have to break up that backcourt. Um, I know. I, I'd, I'd get rid of Fox before I got rid of Tyrese oh, yeah. Halliburton. Yep. That's just me, though. That's just me, though. Um, okay, let's get back to the San Antonio game real quick. Last mm-hmm. thing on the Thunder I, I wanted to touch on. Uh, I, I think, does this have tonight's game factored in? Let's see. Ye- no, it does not. Before tonight's game, the Thunder were dead last in three-point per- uh, three shooting percentage in the league at 31.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually tied with Detroit. Uh, Thunder and Detroit both make 31.3% of their threes. Pacers are at 32.4. It's uh, it's pretty bleak for OKC. It's actually interesting. They make more threes than a handful of teams, uh, but their percentage is lower. Uh, And tonight is only going to exasperate that and make that even worse. Um, And that's the... Whenever I watch this team, Silva and, and Taylor and I talked about this on the Sunday night show a little bit. There's two things that I feel like this team desperately needs. Uh, number one, far and away is shooting. They need people who can space the floor um, and really open things up for Shea and Josh Giddy. The other thing is they need a big. Uh, I love JRE. Uh, I love Mike Muscala, but I can't think of the last time I saw a Thunder Center dunk the basketball. Uh, and it, I, I've talked about this a lot this past week, but um, it was re- that point was really driven home to me. Uh, when I watched Darius Garland just throw basketballs up in the general vicinity of the hoop and seven footers just come out of nowhere and dunk it over and over and over again, that is going to open up so much for Shea and so much for Josh. Um, maybe Chet Holmgren is that guy. Maybe like mm-hmm. a Jalen Duran is that guy. Um, but, but I think shooting is the most needed thing on this team. But after that, it probably is a a big man. I know the Thunder really like to have big men, as you can see on this roster, who can pop out and space the floor to three. I think you need someone who can do a little bit of both, and I think Chet could definitely be that guy. Chet fits that bill exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be so excited to watch uh, Josh Giddy have the opportunity to throw more lobs. I, I don't know if... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Who has caught? Who has even caught a lob this year? Like, there's Bailey's probably caught a few. Trey Mann has caught Trey a Mann caught one. Like, seriously, I can't think of many lobs that this team no. has thrown this season. No, uh, and they just don't have the personnel to do so. Mm-hmm. But you Last get a guy like Chet. You get a guy like uh, I was about to say Jaron Jackson Jr. Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like that that can play above the rim. Um, I mean, I love Chet on. I, I love the idea of Chet on this team, but Jabari. Even though he doesn't play center, I think you could play later on in his career. You could play him at the five down the stretch of games. I think he'll put on enough weight, and he's six ten with like a seven two wingspan or whatever. But the shooting and and the ability to to be that athletic and play above the rim, like Jabari Smith Jr. is the perfect fit for this team. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I I've watched a lot of film on uh, Chet and Paolo, but not not so much on uh, Jabari. But since I've been home. Sick. I've been watching a lot more on Jabari, and I would—he's awesome. He's insane. I, I he's, totally get why he's like number one on a lot of mock drafts now. He is great, and a lot of people want to crap on Chet because of like his weight and yeah, uh, just, maybe not putting up crazy numbers at Gonzaga. He's he's taking a back seat to some guys at Gonzaga and letting mm-hmm. them score the points, specifically like uh, Timmy, uh, who is. I don't know how long he has. He a junior or senior there, I think. Yeah, upperclassman. Really letting that guy take over. Um, but, I mean, Chet is not afraid to challenge anything at the rim. Uh, he is just an absolute animal trying to defend the basket. I, I said it on a podcast. I think maybe you were on it. I think Chet Holmgren has the possibility to be, like his his ceiling is Rudy Gobert with a handle and a jump shot. Which is insane. Yeah, I would not. I would not slander that player nearly as much as I slander Rudy. Gobert. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the stuff Chet was able to do in high school. Yes, it's against high school talent, and it's not against NCAA talent. But his ability to get the ball off the rim, dribble up the court, dribble behind the back, in between the legs, euro step, pull up from three, like those things didn't just go away. Those skills are still there. He's just not utilizing them in the college game. And when he gets to the NBA, where the floor is more open. That's going to open up a lot more for him. Is he going to get put in the bucket by Joel Embiid? Hell yeah. I mean, the dude's yeah. tiny, right? Yeah. Especially but at first. Ma- you, you would make a long-term investment in him. And if he can put on the weight, I mean, if he can have a body transformation like Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a guy that ceiling could be really, really special. Um, 
We've seen and, guys with his frame beef up, like Giannis is another option. Obviously, mm-hmm. Giannis is a one-in-a-million player, but we've seen guys make that kind of transformation, even if it's not quite as yeah, drastic. Yeah, and it's going to take years, obviously. Like The physiology mm-hmm. of that takes years. Yeah. But I how, just, old is, how old is Chet, 19? Uh, he's older than Poku. Wow. Yeah, uh, and that's the other thing about Jabari Smith Jr. Jabari's like only 19 years old. He'll be 19 mm-hmm. at the draft. Uh, I mean, it just checks all the boxes. Young, yeah. athletic, high skill level, can shoot. Like it, it checks everything for Sam Presti's boxes. Like I would, I, I'm getting to the point where I'd be very surprised if the Thunder got picked number one and they did not take Jabari Smith Jr. His shot looks way, way better than I, I thought it would. It's, yeah, and he releases it so high and so quick. It's nice. Um, we better talk about the Spurs a little bit because they mm-hmm. did look good tonight. They did. I don't, I don't generally know what their goal for this season is, other than just to be competitive. Uh, but they have so many useful players. On mm-hmm. their team, guys, I didn't, I didn't even like. They still have Lonnie Walker, uh, Dejounte Murray's been been there developing for many years at this point. He's awesome. Jakob Pertle, we brought up earlier, had four blocks tonight. He's awesome. Derek, Derek White, White, Derek White played still really there. well. Keldon Johnson is really, really good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Thad Young does not play for them. They could probably trade him at the deadline for something. Yeah. Uh, the Spurs typically don't make in season trades, and they just recently did, which was kind of surprising. Yes, um, Ren Forbes away brought in. Wancho, uh, Aaron Gomez. Yep. Uh, Arda in the chat says KPJ just iced a Rockets win over the Jazz. Did uh, he? You love to see it. 114, 109 with 21 yeah. seconds to go. Wow. Um, hey, good for him. At least he didn't throw a fit at halftime and leave the arena. <laughs> so, um, that's huge. That's huge yeah. for the tank stains. If the Thunder could somehow slip to three, um, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of season left. I think Houston is going to sell off vets at the, at the deadline here. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling up that box score right now. Uh, Silva. And uh, so we, we need to break down DeJounte Murray, but I was going to mention Devin Vassell also another young wing uh, in San Antonio. That's developed. Well, mm-hmm. uh, the Spurs have a bunch of uh, what feels like middle tier players. Like DeJounte Murray has separated himself from that middle tier and is climbing up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think overall he's a better player than Shea Gilders Alexander by any stretch. No. Um, but the Spurs just have a lot of those mid-tier wing type of guys that if I don't think they want to sell off a bunch of guys at the deadline, but a guy like Derek White could fetch them something good if you traded Derek White to a um, a, a playoff contender, a, a, a team that is wanting to make like a, a, a deep playoff run. They're good. They're a good spot for like a future consolidation trade like in the offseason or something um just because they have so many like above average players on any elite players um and i don't see anyone really outside of Dejounte murray that's gonna like i don't know who outside of Dejounte murray is gonna reach that level like kelda johnson uh is still really young Derek white's still really young but i don't know like how many of those guys have all-star potential so maybe they can make a consolidation trade at some point yeah um yeah, DeJounte Murray tonight was special. Um, he's really elevated his game. Triple-double tonight. I think it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, how many points was it? Yeah, 23. 23 points, 14 assists, 10, 10 rebounds. Uh, super efficient. Just was in control. He's a, a really, really good defender. Uh, I really like what DeJounte Murray does. Uh, the Spurs have a nice player there. He's not a, a number one player on like a deep playoff team. He's probably like more like number three. Yeah. Uh, but really solid game manager. Uh, really like what he does for the Spurs, and and the Spurs have a good one in him. 
He could be like a Mike Conley type of guy. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, maybe maybe a little bit less than that, but mm-hmm. uh, that kind of mold, I think, is is really good. Yeah, they just need to find his uh, his Marcus All. We'll see. <laughs> they need to find a lot of stuff. But, they need to find a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, interesting. The Spurs typically don't make in-season trades, so that Wancho, Herman, and Gomez trade mm-hmm. uh, was surprising. Um, I wonder if that means they're going to be open for business here in uh, a couple of weeks for the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, you got to think with. Uh, I'm sure Pop doesn't have that many years left of coaching. You got to think, and he just doesn't want to coach. Pop, yeah, yeah, Pop's done after this season. Also, so. Houston is going to win. They're up seven with ten seconds left. So tied in the win column. Tied in the win column. Okay, Still see. two behind in the loss, but tied mm-hmm. in the win, which is great. Um, Silva, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to mention to our listeners that as the trade deadline approaches, uh, we are here at the Uncontested are planning on doing another trade deadline special for you guys. Uh, The trade deadline hits February 10th at 2 p.m. Central Time, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. For that final hour from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time on February 10th, we will be live here on the Uncontested Show on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Just doing a hangout, chatting with you guys. Everyone who's in the chat um, can drop stuff. uh, And we're just going to be following along breaking down all the rumors, all the trades that happen, and following all the Woj bombs in that final hour leading up to the deadline, including anything that comes up for the Thunder. And then immediately after that hour, after all the dust settles, uh, we will stay on the live stream, and we are going to do uh, our post-trade deadline podcast. So it's going to be a big show on February 10th. So make sure uh, to make plans to be there with us. If you're going to be at work, uh, just turn on the YouTube and pop your headphones in and... uh, and do your work while you listen to the trade deadline show. It's going to be a blast. With that being said, Silva, give me your top three Thunder players that you think can get traded between now and by 2 p.m. Central Time on February 10th. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we can't trade for uh, Cam Reddish anymore as much as I wanted that to happen. But I still think I'd put Kenneth Williams high up on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think I'd put... Baisley relatively high, even if it's just for like a you know change of scenery for a second, something like that, to get him out of here. Third, 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 third. I don't. There's not that many guys on our t- uh, on the Thunder that are, are are trade worthy. I don't. I don't know like how many. I hope. I hope not Ty Jerome because I like Ty Jerome a lot. I think Ty Jerome's my third. Yeah, you hit my first probably, two. Ty Jerome's my third, and my, third my honorable mention, uh, if some crazy shit happens, is Lou Dort as he becomes extension eligible moving forward. I think the most likely scenario is that they take Lou Dort and try to get him to sign. They're able to give him an extension in March. That's like mm-hmm. three years, 12 million a year. It's like yeah. three for 36. I think they would love to do that. If Lou's agency doesn't take that, they can make Lou a restricted free agent this summer or play out his last year at like 2 million and make him an unrestricted free agent the next summer. Um, I don't know of those two options, which they would prefer. Uh, you would think they'd prefer to make him a restricted free agent uh, and have that team control. But it's uh, like with Jeremy Grant, they they had the same option. They made him an yeah. unrestricted free agent a year later. Um, if Lou Dort doesn't take the extension to March, I wonder if they shop a trade for him at the draft, which would make mm-hmm. a lot of sense. But Lou Dort would be my my dark horse kind of honorable mention. But uh, Kenrich Williams, Darius Baisley, and Ty Jerome are my top three for February 10th. Yeah, that's fair. We're, uh, that date is quickly approaching. 
It's going to be a fun day. You need to put yeah. in leave and get off work and live pod with me. I can do that. Um, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. you want to do uh, one tankathon sim? Let's do it. I will share my screen so the people on the stream can uh, can see what we're doing here. I did 10 during the game when I started to get extra sad about the <laughs> score. All right. Uh, is my screen up, Silva? Uh, no, but it is now. There we go. All right. The moment of truth, folks. That Clippers pick still down there at 15, which isn't the worst. Even at 15, they could still lose the play-in tournament and end up at the lottery. So, all right. One sim to rule them all. That was Lord of the Rings reference, by the way. Shout out to the new show. Oh, shit. It fell to oh, six. God. That ain't good, folks. But that, that is the, if they stay at four, that's the most likely spot they land at is six. It is. Um, I said one. Uh, we're doing another one. Yeah, let's do another one. Oh, another at eight. Drop to eight. That's Toronto, even worse. That's the first pick. Yep. Uh, four. four. I'd be fine if they stayed I'm at four. And then one more jump Third. to three. How about that? Good. So there we go. All right. On that note. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening live. If you followed along and asked us questions in the chat, thank you guys for listening afterwards on your podcast platform of choice. Jacob, thanks for hopping on with me. Of course. Thunder play next Friday in Charlotte. See how that one goes. But until then, thank you guys for listening to The Uncontested. And Thunder up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.